0: To students Incorporated, a podcast where we dive into relevant topics and issues related to the world of business, technology, education, and design. I'm your host, Mr. Jason. Episodes include student conversations, interviews with thought leaders, and inspirational stories with an international flavor. This podcast is created and produced with the help of students from the International Community School of Bangkok. episode, we explore the topic of literature and storytelling, its importance, and how it connects to our lives. I'm joined by our co-host, Lion and Linda. We also welcome our special guest, Mr. Mark. In keeping with our tradition, let's hear the quote of the day before we begin.
1: Thank you, Mr. Jason. Today's quote is by G.K. Chesterton. He stated that literature is luxury and fiction is a necessity.
2: In local news, major flooding is happening across Thailand, Some roads have been shut down, and some travel has been restricted. Some worry that the flooding may hurt the economy. And regionally, in Singapore, almost 6 out of 10 people find that buying or renting property has become unaffordable. This is mostly due to the lack of construction during the pandemic, which delayed the building of many homes. In global news, Queen Elizabeth II recently passed away. At the age of 96, she was Britain's longest-serving monarch. She passed away in Scotland, and her funeral was held on September 19. King Charles III is the new current monarch of England.
1: Thank you for those headline news, Linda. Let's jump into part one with Mr. Mark. First of all, Mr. Mark, I'd like to say thank you for uh, coming up this early to be on our podcast. Yeah. But our first question for you today is uh, it's a very simple one, all right? I think you can answer this. Uh, can you tell us where you're from and how many years you've been part of the ICS community and what your current role is? Sure, um,
3: I'm from the U.S. And I grew up in the state of Oklahoma and i've been at ics for nine years the first seven were as um, an english teacher and uh, two years ago um, i transitioned to the role of secondary assistant principal i've been interested in maybe doing admin for a while and i i really like that it's a role where i get to uh, be in teachers classrooms and kind of coach teachers in the same way that I coach students.
2: Since you are previously an English teacher, what do you love about literature and what significance do you think literature plays in our lives? Maybe something like, what is your philosophy of literature? Is that such a thing?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. I remember uh, the last few years in my classroom, I kind of, had a slide that I shared on the first day where I kind of laid out a few reasons why I love teaching literature. And I kind of actually had three three points that I would make about literature. Um, I love literature because it communicates big ideas, unlike anything else. I think that the way that you can build complicated characters and create complicated conflicts, I think enables people to, uh, explore like complex ideas in a unique way. I think my second point was uh, literature encourages empathy in a really unique way. The way that you can kind of inhabit the the shoes of a character. And the third point was was just that I think that beauty really matters in our lives. That um, created people and creative people I think that uh, we need to take beauty seriously and and
1: take seriously pursuing it. That's a very interesting and philosophical idea, Mr. <laughs> Mark. I never really thought about literature in that way before. <laughs> Thank you. Shifting to a lighter question, what are some of your favorite books or literature genres and who are some of your favorite authors?
3: I like a lot of different kinds of literature. Um, if you're talking about poetry, I'm a pretty old school guy. I really like uh, Honestly, a lot of my favorite poets are like classic British poets. Uh, since being at ICS, I've I've just really enjoyed reading kind of a variety of international authors. I find that that is like a cool way to engage with, with my very international students. Um, I think for a, for a favorite, my students would tell you that I really love a guy named Wendell Berry. If you take uh, the AP literature course here, you'll read him, but he's a He's a really interesting guy. He writes fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. So he writes kind of everything. And he's most known for writing about kind of environmentalism and responsible agriculture, but then also writes a lot about uh, community and politics and uh, kind of society at large. And um, yeah, he, he probably has inspired me more than any other author.
0: Can I jump in really quick? Wendell Berry really inspired Coleman. That was something he came home a lot about and mm-hmm. talked. And so my wife and I kind of looked up well, who is this Wendell Berry character? <laughs> and yeah, his philosophy was great, just his I guess outlook on how we are to be caretakers of like creation and the things that, you know, God's given us, so mm-hmm. Uh, That was great. Through your influence and through our son's influence, uh, my wife and I also enjoyed Wendell Berry.
2: So next question: If you could recommend us several books or works of literature, maybe two, three, what would they be, and why? Would you say these have had an influence in your life?
3: Yeah, good question. I I think books, literature, have been super influential. When I think about kind of ways that I've shifted. My mindset and thinking, uh, honestly, I I think my go-to answer for that is you, is you should take uh, either w- world literature or AP literature because I uh, and your senior year because I think both. Both of those classes I kind of built from the ground up and kind of selected books, and inevitably I selected a lot of my favorite books to read in those classes, so. Well, thank
1: you for that ad for your class. <laughs> anyway, were you always interested in literature from a young age? Like, do you start reading when you were a kid or do you like to read? And what inspired you to become an English teacher?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess it's a little bit unique in that I was not a reader as a, as a kid. I remember it was something my parents really tried to push, but they would have to have to be kind of more forceful when I was younger. Um, for me, it was really I had a excellent English teacher my junior year, and then a really excellent English teacher my senior year. Like those are probably my two favorite teachers of high school, and so um, yeah, I get really uh, I get really excited when. Students of mine have like said that they're interested in being teachers because uh, that's kind of what happened to me I was inspired to be a
1: teacher by by teachers. Wait, I have an off-topic question yeah. But uh, do you what kind of book does the Bible classify as is it a novel? <laughs> is it a historical text or what is it? the Bible is a collection of books, so you, you shouldn't view it as
3: as Being of one genre. I think you should view it as a collection of, a artifact that was compiled over thousands of
0: years, and it's a really complicated thing. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> thank you for
0: that. A collection, I like yeah. that. Hey, and with that, we will be right back with Mr. Mark, educator, literature guru, and the moonlighting English teacher.
1: One, two, three, four. Caps for Cure was a huge success. Thank you to everyone who donated and wore your caps. The proceeds will go to Helping Cancer Research and Treatment. Why is this important, you ask? Well, according to the International Agency for Research on Cancer and the World Health Organization, every minute across the world, there are 37 people who are diagnosed with cancer. Well, thanks again for your support, and together, we will continue fighting cancer.
0: We are back with part two with Mr. Mark. In this segment we'd like to discuss your side gig if that's okay it's pretty cool and i don't think very many people know that you are inspiring thousands through your own show on youtube called a moonlighting english teacher which by the way the last time i checked had almost five and a half thousand subscribers congratulations i think linda has our next question
2: yes speaking of your show what inspired you to create it and what was your vision for it
0: i mean i think the
3: the first thing I would say is that I really, I really like watching things like it on YouTube. I really like, I guess you could say, the genres mostly video essays, and um, I guess it was a, a couple of years ago in, in COVID. I kind of had the thought like, oh, I should like give this a try. I think um, I'm often somebody that has something creative that I'm doing and. I found that it kind of brought together a lot of like different creative avenues that I like. So it involves writing, because a lot of what I do is like analyze like films or, or books. So it kind of involves like essay writing. I've done some music recording in the past. And so that's an element I've you know done as a as a teacher have kind of done the the sort of thinking approach to work of literature from from a point of view of wanting to explore it in a deeper way or inspire through it and uh i would say the thing that i had had the least experience with was was video editing so i i learned quite a bit but uh i i keep it pretty simple i just use imovie on the mac and and a powerpoint for the uh the extras, but yeah, I think the time and the wanting to have another creative avenue, I think, yeah, nowadays I, I don't have quite the time for it that I used to, and it, it, it takes it takes a lot of time. It makes me respect people that do this kind of thing on like a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my my last video was posted probably four months ago or something, so it's, it's been a while, but I always have more I always have more ideas than I have time for. Like, I think I have a list of, like, 30 to 40 ideas right now of videos that I like to make. So, always too many ideas than
0: I have time for. Is it possible to hire a production team? <laughs> That's Or right. have an internship? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I've got a question if I can jump in here. Yeah. Um, I watched a few episodes where you actually can show some clips of films. Mm. Was that a problem getting permission or being able just to show a clip what was that like process for you
3: yeah it's a good uh it's it's a learning curve for sure for youtube the trickiest thing when it comes to like copyright is is actually music um which is kind of a bummer because the one video i have which has a lot of views has copyrighted music in it because it has to do with the, the musical Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So that's the only one that I can't uh, monetize and get <laughs> get ads from. Right. But the way that visuals work for YouTube is that it kind of has... It has kind of built in when you upload a video sort of like an automatic way that it can like detect copyrighted material. And you'll find that if you... Keep clips short that usually hmm. YouTube doesn't pick up on it. Um, but some sometimes, for example, this my last video was on the movie Dead Poet Society, and I think I had to re-upload it like thirty or forty times. Oh, wow. And every time it kept flagging, like it'll tell you'll it'll upload and be like, oh, like you can still do it, but it wouldn't allow me to monetize it basically, right. and right. I would prefer it. So I've literally like 30 or 40 times I had to go back and like shorten this clip a little bit bit or so, uh, yeah, it's complicated. And sometimes it depends on on the who owns it. So I know that like uh, like Warner Brothers, for example, is like really well known for being really like difficult to make a video of their their stuff because they're like really intense about copyright.
1: Whereas some, something maybe a little older, like, wouldn't be as big of a deal. Speaking of Hamilton... Well, I, I love Hamilton. I really like history and when yeah. people sing about it, it's even better. And uh, one of my favorite personal favorites is the show you did about the rhymes in Hamilton. Yep. What have been some of your favorite shows to make and why?
3: Yeah. What um, have been some of my favorites? I did, this, this last one on Dead Poet Society was pretty cool because it... it brought together kind of... I guess you could say it was my first time as this channel that kind of took its inspiration from being an English teacher, it was the first time I really directly talked about teaching. Uh, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, it uh, kind of allowed me to explore an educational thinker that actually Mr. Mr. Sean, our ninth grade teacher, he he turned me on to this guy named Parker Palmer, and uh, yeah, probably reading some of his books was was sort of one of the most Kind of influential things that I've done the last couple of years, and so yeah, brought together a lot of a lot of cool influences, and plus it's just a movie that every English teacher loves. You know, every right. English teacher loves Dead Poet Society.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching that for the first time and thinking. I bet everybody's going to want to be an English teacher
1: because <laughs> there's a lot of inspiration and power. Yeah. We can empower young people. Also. I have another question for you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mark. Why yeah. do you choose the name the Moonlighting English teacher as your YouTube mm, uh, channel name?
3: Good question. So I would say it's got a couple influences. So that if you don't know, the idea of moonlighting is the idea of having like a second job. Um, so that was kind of like the initial like direct. Uh, inspiration but then i kind of like the idea and kind of like the motif of like of like moonlights and the way it kind of like reflects this source of brightness and i i guess i kind of see it as a also a cool metaphor for for art and stories the way that it reflects as as a christian like a creative god that reflects kind of like this greater source of beauty um you can actually read there there's a little blog that i have attached to the channel and uh i wrote a poem about that that you can you can actually read if you're interested i think it's called moonlight so
2: moving on is there a specific process you go through to choose a work of literature or cinema and what is your process of thought in how you do your analysis once you have chosen a work
3: if you take my classes I used to teach, you'll you'll notice that quite a few of the videos were actually inspired by things that I taught in those classes and I think the reason for that is when, when you teach something you kind of like automatically have a chance to really grow in understanding it in a deep way. And so you'll see videos about uh, books like Life of Pi, The Book Thief, The Motorcycle Diaries, yeah, uh, the, yeah these are all books that I've I've taught. I also try to, being like a moonlighting English teacher, I also try to have some sort of like literary angle. So for example, a few videos back, I did a video on uh, the Disney movie Encanto, and I I tried I tried to capitalize on it its popularity, <laughs> um, and then. If you know much about the movie, you'll know that like the main source of inspiration for that movie was was probably the most famous Latin American author named Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who I really like and have read, and so I like that I was able to kind of put a literary spin on that on that analysis, and some of them are just some of my Favorite shows or movies or just things that I've been interested
1: in and thinking about. Thank you for that, Mr. Mark. But uh, what type of themes or questions should the average person, someone like myself, a person who hasn't studied literature or taught language arts (laughs) classes, what kinds of things should we be searching for when we read or watch a literary work?
3: I think the first thing that comes to mind is, is just think about what sorts of know what sorts of questions and topics that have interested you in in maybe some of your other classes I think that I think that one of the unfortunate things about kind of an education system like ICS is almost how we kind of relegate classes especially in like the what you would call the humanities how we view like philosophy and history and psychology and sociology is like these very distinct different things um, whereas I, I don't think you know in the real world they're really not like they're they're sort of like all a part of all a part of kind of figuring out what it means to be a human and be a, a better human and uh, growing on our understanding of who we are as, as humans and so uh, I don't know I, I really love whenever in, in class whenever a student would make a connection to to AP psych or to philosophy and worldview, or to, um, you know, this history class over here, or even to like a, a science class or something like that. So um, yeah, I think I would encourage you to look, look for those connections across subject areas, because I think that that, that clues us in to, to those like big deep questions that I think are the most important questions that humans can
2: ask. Thank you for taking us into a deep dive of literature and story. As we end the segment, I do have one more question, and it's a little bit on the shallower side. <laughs> if you were to write a book or make a movie about a superhero, which one would it be and why? And would you allow your kids to read or watch it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> deep, question,
3: deep question. It's hard because like, <laughs> I feel like it, I, I'm not, I don't know a ton about like, the superhero universes. You know, and obviously there's plenty of movies made about them um, if you can make up a yeah. superhero english man if you can make up english a superhero man, yeah. that's right that's right yeah english teacher man inspiring students yeah i don't know i mean my my gut answer probably just makes me think of, i i think hands down the best superhero movies are are the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy not uh, like i as an english story guide, the they're just the character of Batman is probably my my favorite in those movies I think will they'll always be the best for me yes I, I <laughs> and my six year old cannot watch this
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan great storyteller Yeah, great storyteller okay before we end this episode I'm gonna off script a, a bit okay I'm going okay. I'm going rogue but uh <laughs> I don't know if you watched this movie before it's called Fight Club mmm I think, uh, yeah, a great movie. Not see as appropriate at sure. all, sure. but still a great movie. <laughs> I like the message it has. I want right. to see your take on it. So, on your next video, can you do like do an oh. analysis on Fight Club?
3: I'll, uh, I'll I'll think about it. It was influenced by by a novel, mm. but uh, I, I should I should. We should talk later, and
0: we should try to find a new angle. Fight Club. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. Uh, With that, (laughs) you heard it first on this show with Mr. Mark. Look out Marvel in DC. Uh, Be sure to check out his YouTube channel named A Moonlighting English Teacher. Grab a bowl of popcorn and a notebook because you will definitely want to take some of your own notes as you look for intended themes and connecting story elements that make literature and storytelling such an important part of our lives. Thanks again, Mr. Mark. Thanks, guys. Before ending, we'd like to thank all of our listeners for joining us. Please stay tuned for more episodes about exciting and engaging topics. Our next episode will be an important one about college and career advice for those of you who are close to that next chapter in your life. Stay tuned.
1: All music and sound effects are courtesy of pixabay.com, a vibrant community of creatives sharing copyright-free images, videos, and music.
2: And we are signing off until next time. We are students incorporated because your voice matters.